Baddies, this episode is brought to you by M3 is 3D. That's right. M3 is 3D is a company that makes 3D printed figurines, much like these heads that hold our beautiful headphones. They also make Dungeons and Dragons figures, dice organizers, all the things to make your nerd life easier. This one is specifically a Sauron 3D printed graphic head, and it's I love it so much because I'm such a Lord of the Rings nerd. So. And this is an alien. Yeah, so check out m3is3d.com. Use promo code ICBTB for 10% off at checkout. Yep. And, and yeah. That's enjoy. it, guys. We got a sponsor, believe it or not. Yeah. Enjoy the show. Back to me. You're a bear. Okay. You're a I'm bear. a bear. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Um, Give us a little growl. <laughs> Make it more emotional. <laughs> I'm congested. I don't want to do it. <laughs> Now's the best time to do it. Great. Make it a little more nasally. <laughs> yeah. That's, I'm upset. That, that was good. I'm upset. What, what was I trying to say? Honestly, so sorry. It can't be that bad, oh, 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 it can't be that bad. Oh, be that bad. Okay. I'm just going to say it right now because Jules is giving me the weirdest look. Yes, I'm congested. Your boy <laughs> just kicked a cold because last week your boy partied too fucking hard. His immune system went down, especially since we've been masked up. I haven't gone sick in like two years. What did you, what did you, I mean, what did you do? What did you get into? I just drank a lot. For it was my birthday last uh, week. Oh, okay, yeah. And yeah, so, you're allowed to do that for your birthday, though. Yeah, right? It's yeah. the right repercussions. Yeah, it's like, it made sense. But what, I don't know if it pisses me off. It pisses you off. It pisses me off, you're right. I can see it in your eyes. No one else got sick. Well. And I did the same amount of shit as other people. Maybe we're just not little bitches about it. Oh, so like, let's say you had a cold and Dying. you just weren't a little just bitch about was it? like, I have to go shovel manure. <laughs> I have to finish my barn work. What's your new job and what century do you live in? Uh, so I am a horse doctor and I'm the one who shoots them in the head before they go to the glue factory. That's very sad. To That's make horse glue? Gotta be somebody's job. That's why the Elmer's glue logo is a horse. Oh. No, I'm not believing that. That is the most... <laughs> That is the biggest Alejandro horses fact. Are made, horses are made into glue, bro. That's like not even Alejandro fact. That's a well-known fact. Rob, what do you think on that? Uh, about the horses or... About horse glue. Horse glue. I mean... It's just called glue. Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know enough about horse glue to comment on horse <laughs> glue. But... Okay, but what kind uh, of glue do you know? Like glue sticks? Just like... No. What? I don't think I use glue. Elmer's glue is a cow, dude. Um, but look up... Horse. No, this is. I glue. know you're deriving it from that. Horse glue. Horse glue. Glue. But I think I've heard that too. That yeah. glue is made they from like horse, like bones. But you don't thing? have to shoot the horse bones. But you can't get it from them alive. Uh, Jello's made from bones. Okay, Jello's made. Jello's from made from like horse or cow bones, something like that. But I'm pretty sure you could get that from a dead horse bone. You don't have to say it goodbye, Sea Biscuit. Elmer's glue. You used to be made Suck from my cock. Hey, fuck you. Um, Rob, it's so nice to have you in here, dude. I'm sorry it's so hot. It's no, not our it's fault, okay. but Satan was mad at California today. It's just the middle of summer, and you, you're wearing a black hoodie. Yeah. You remind me of, like, um, do, have you ever, like, driven past, like, Pittsburgh, California, or Antioch, <laughs> and there's some, like, there's some, like, very hood rat people wearing layers and layers, yeah. walking from point A to point B in a hundred degree weather, yeah. but they don't want to wear less layers right. because I think they think less layers is less gangster. I, I think it's meth. I've seen meth heads wearing like parkas in the middle of summer. <laughs> and I think it's just the drugs frying their brains and them thinking like, oh, it's really cold out here. And everyone's like, no, oh, that, that guy's on meth. It's it's probably a little bit of both because I mean, if like if you are in like kind of a I mean, like a more hood area, I suppose, or like a sketchier area. Like, you're not going to look very intimidating if you're walking around with like shorts and flip flops on. Oh, I guess so. Or would you, you know? be the most intimidating? You might, but probably not. No, no, you'd have to play yeah. it up. You'd have to really be like something else would have to be, be. like that yeah. guy who's like, okay. I think the I'm more. I'm not going to mess with the flip flops guy. Yeah, like, yeah. Because he knows? carries a katana. That's yeah. why, yeah. <laughs> it's possible, dude. Reverse psychology type thing, right? I think if you just walk confidently, right, even in the sketches of neighborhoods, they won't fuck with you if you just don't make eye contact. Mm. It's eye contact that gets people stabbed. So it's best to be a blind person in the hood because you won't make eye contact with anyone. 
Can wow. I not? Can I send no, a, can no, no, I no. I'm just saying that is you took my logic to the extreme, and I see the flaws in my logic now. Hey, that's that's comedy. I, Thank you. I, I would say though, walking with confidence through any area is like kind of a safe move because if you show that you're not scared, scare. If you show that you're scared, or if you're a little like sketched out about the area, people are gonna notice and be like, "That's an easy target." Yeah. So you definitely want to like you know carry yourself well and with confidence and just like power through. There was one time. A while ago, I was in San Francisco. It was during like maybe the, maybe the end of like official quarantine in California, and everything was still the streets were still really uh, like empty. And so at night, where I was walking with a friend to go pick up dinner, and I took like a weird turn down like what should have been a very very scary alley, mm. um, but it was incredibly well lit, like almost like <laughs> lit for a movie studio. Like even yeah. me and her were walking. I like looked at her and I was like. This is like a really bright alley, isn't it? And she's like, yeah, it is, huh? I mean, there were still like tents and homeless people because it's San Francisco and stuff. So mm-hmm. we're like, it's just weird that it's so bright yet also still sketchy. They like, must get yeah. really good pictures. I mean, I don't know what's happening in San Francisco anymore. They got to keep the aesthetic up, apparently. It's just, mm-hmm. it was very confusing. Very confusing. What does it mean to walk I want to bring it back to the walking with confidence type of thing that kind mm. of struck a chord with me because I had to learn that later on in life. Mm. Rob, to you, what does walking with confidence mean? Um, to me, it means like, so if I'm in an area where I feel like this might be more sketchy than other areas that I'm walking through, yeah. you know, like it's kind of just like keeping my head up and looking forward. And if somebody is looking at me, like I'll make eye contact back instead of being like, I'm going to avoid eye contact or i'm gonna put my head down Mm -hmm. or i'm gonna just like you know it's just like walking like like i don't care like Mm -hmm. but i'm like i see you also yeah and just like just keep that up because if you i i think i think if you look weak or afraid and it is a sketchy area yeah people would pick up on that i don't think i've ever seen you walk timidly (laughs) ever since i've known you like i think (laughs) <laughs> you have always okay there you mean is like this... chattering and like biting his nails and shaking his hands <laughs> oh my god oh my god oh my god oh my god <laughs> on like on like main streets that's me I'm just Dude, like, oh. even with you just standing stoically it's like you it's have a stoic. strategy it's like most people say you stand still but no you stand stoically <laughs> that's what he says that he has a strategy i feel like you placed yourself in strategic areas in crowded areas hmm. where it makes you look cool oh like you know like there's you know a cool guy on that couch there's another person currently sitting on that couch and you look 10 times cooler than them <laughs> yes there's like oh it's have you ever seen like the guy chilling at the okay there's a meme of the, the, the poorly drawn meme of the guy uh standing in the corner of the party and it says mm. like these people don't even know that i did jujitsu yeah, in 1997 yeah, yeah, yeah. You're that guy <laughs> with any meme. And I'm like the random dude dancing in the middle that doesn't know you did jujitsu in 1997. But those guys, the people in the meme always know that you did that. Yeah, that yeah. The joke is that that he's standing in the corner because they don't want to hear it anymore. Yeah, the meme, the meme is like people don't know that I write music, and everybody's like, "Yeah, we do." Like, yeah, we do. We, we listen to it already. Chill. Yeah, like we, we have to find a it. tape player from upstairs, Rob. We know. We listen to it. We Dude, I'm not good with memes. Then I'm not getting this meme <laughs> right at too, all. You're just too positive. You're just you see everything in its nicest potential way. Yeah, so I'm like, like, why do look not at this these guy. people? Look at this humble man in the corner <laughs> keeping it to himself, while all these people are thinking, "I wish the music was better," and he's over here like. I make music. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Teach me how to be uh, cool. Oh, because okay. I I tried earlier today. I was hanging out with some coworkers, and I was just too tired to really socialize. I was like socially drained, and so I tried to place myself somewhere where I was like, okay, I don't want to look like I don't want to be here, but I also want to look like. I want to place myself where people have to come to me so I don't have to make an effort to enter conversation. Mm. I want to place myself somewhere where people have to like <laughs> start conversation with me because that takes less energy. Yeah. Great manipulation. How do I How do I do it? Yeah, but I don't know how to do it. I mean, I would not. I would just take that day as being like, I'm going to hide in my office. <laughs> do you do that often? I have. Just like, okay, uh, I'll, I'll see you guys in a little All bit. Right, you guys good? Everybody's good here? Okay, cool. I'm going to go make some coffee and then just like sit in the office. Do you get like, social anxiety? What do you say? Um, yeah, to an extent, I think I do. Um, I, if I'm not around people that I feel really comfortable with, yeah, I will do kind of what you're saying. Like I'll put myself somewhere where it's like I'm still part of it, 
I don't really have to engage with someone unless they come and engage with me. And then it's like this one-on-one thing where I feel kind of more comfortable. Like I can handle like a one-on-one conversation. Sure. But if it's like, I'm not going to try to make myself like the center of attention mm. or like be somewhere where I'm like put on the spot. Cause I'm just like, Oh, like I don't want to do that. You know? Yeah. Um, but if I'm around people I'm comfortable with, then it's, it's fine. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm comfortable. Um, so it's just the environment and who you're with. Yeah, I think so. If it, yeah. If speaking one-on-one with someone is more socially draining to me than speaking with a group of two others or three others, mm-hmm. because that gives you some space to kind of be like, okay, I, I got to go to the bathroom while someone is in the middle of a story because they still have like uh, wow. someone to talk to. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. I would never leave in the middle of somebody's story. <laughs> but if you have to, t- <laughs> let's say, let's say it's just like that bad that you're just like socially anxious. You just, sorry, I gotta, gotta take a shit and you gotta leave. I would never say that. I th- I wish you would though. I think people would appreciate your honesty more, Christian. I th- I think you should normalize having to take number twos, but that's that's where I'm getting at. I mean, like a- normalizing number twos. Yeah, long way around it. But mid, here's the thing: is recently I pooped and people thought I was really weird for it. But <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It, when you just came back from Berlin, yeah, you spent four months there. Yeah, and uh, some people just walked by and were looking at us. We have uh, sorry. Hey, Baddies, we have a window open. and Oh, shit. People a, walking by looking at us. Real quick. It's, it's, I, it's Isaiah Richardson, dude. Oh, he no way. He listens to the podcast. Hi. <laughs> Yo, we're recording a podcast right now. <laughs> right now. Yeah, so you're going to be in the episode. <laughs> right now. Hi. This is Juliet. Hi, how are you? <laughs> it's really hot, so I had the window open. All right, let's get back to it. Wow. Uh, so you spent four months in Berlin. Berlin. Um, what was social activity like over there? That's, mm. uh, for me or just like, in, I guess, yeah, obviously my experience. Yeah. Personal experience. Okay. So like, I mean, I guess a little backstory on that. Like, so I went there and, you know, obviously in the pandemic, we're kind of coming out of the pandemic, but when I left, I would say two weeks after I left is when the vaccine started rolling out here. Hmm. But in Berlin or in Germany, I guess Berlin specifically, they weren't there yet, right? So I got there. I didn't. I wasn't really thinking like, oh, it's gonna be, it's gonna be better here. There's not gonna be any restrictions or anything. I was just kind of like, I I'm not living anywhere. You know, I don't. I'm not. Uh, what am I trying to say? Uh, not tied down to anything. I'm not tied down. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. I'm kind of just like couch surfing at yeah. this point. And I was like, all right, I'll go to Berlin because I've always wanted to go. Uh, I wanted to figure out if I wanted to live there. So I went there and yeah, it was basically in lockdown for like three out of the four months that I was there. Lockdown meaning like there weren't any shows, like bars weren't open. You couldn't go uh, like sit down at a restaurant. You could like go outside and like walk around obviously and like go to parks and stuff like that. But like police would come to parks and be like, hey, there's like too many people in this group. You guys got to like split up and stuff like that. So, you know, there were restrictions, um, but for the majority of the time I was there and I kind of forgot what your question was. What was socializing like yeah, when I was exactly there? that? Uh, yeah. For a lot of it, like I didn't really socialize with anyone. Like I kind of hung out by myself for like three months. I mean, I socialized online, but like in person. Yeah. It was, you were still doing it, the same like, thing. I, like, I don't know how to, I don't know how to go meet someone on the street and be like, um, Hey, you want to be my friend? Do you want to hang out with me? Like it, <laughs> yeah. in COVID times, right? It's like, oh, who's this weird guy approaching me on the street? Like, yeah, yeah. You know, so I didn't feel comfortable doing that. I don't have like that confidence of being like, I'm going to approach these people and, and be like, do you want to be my friend? Like, yeah. Well, what are you going to do? Like talk to them in the elevator, like at yeah. the crosswalk? You're like, hey, you going this way too? Yeah. Cool. It's uh, like, and is that even a norm? That might be a, like no. a norm in US to be able to like say hi to a guy that's walking his dog across the street. But even if I was here, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I, I'd say hi, but then I wouldn't be like, do you want to be my friend? You know, like, <laughs> yeah, that's hard. I, I don't know anyone here. Like, you could be as weird. charming as possible, good looking as possible, but like, hey, you want to yeah. be my friend is such a, like, a. The kids do it all the time. Yes, if you're a kid. They don't like, even think about sure. it. Kids will just be like, you want to be my friend? But like, for, so for me, like, it's, it's easier if I'm in, if I go to an event where I think, all right, at least the people at this event have like a similar interest. At least we have this in common, yep. right? Yep. We can I, talk about I, I this. meet like a lot of my friends at 
music festivals or like at shows because i'm like oh you like this artist too cool we have this in common you probably like you know x y and z Mm -hmm. and then like that's that's how we talk and that's how we meet that's easier than being like ah I see you're drinking a beer. I also want to drink a. Like, I also I don't, drink like, beer. It's just like it's, it's like it's weird. Yeah, it's, it's so really rare. weird because it'll um, come off as inorganic, especially during these times. Yeah, and you were there four months ago. Yeah. So and your purpose to go there was to just isolate yourself to gain inspiration to make music to be in a new environment to be inspired because life gets a little monotonous. Just when you're bubbled up in the Bay Area. Yeah. You know, for you. For yeah. 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 Es- essentially yeah. that. Like, I mean, basically everything you just said, but also like I, I went to Berlin for the first time when I was, I think, 18. And uh, I like fell in love with the city. I was like, I'm going to live here someday. I really want to. And uh, the way it worked out is I was through COVID. I was living with my ex-girlfriend and, uh, nice. you know, she moved out at some point and was like, uh we have to leave this apartment. Yeah. And so one night I was just like, I don't know what I want to do. I don't want to sign a lease here. So I just, you know, I booked a flight and booked an Airbnb for four months. Um, so, man, I forgot your question again. (laughs) Um, I, I don't think I had an actual was it a question. question. I think it was just rolling off of like yeah. just your experience in Berlin. Oh, yeah. Why did I go? Right, yeah. So it was it was that. It was just like, I don't know where to go. I know I want to be here, so let's just go. Like, let's figure it out. Um, and also partly, like, let's see if I still really want to, like, live here and, like, move here. Because yeah. that, that was, since I was 18, that was something I was like, I really want to do this, you know? Things change. It's like, oh, I should go test it out and, you know, see if that's still how I'm feeling. And it's kind of weird it's kind of weird to go to a place where you've been before, but you're kind of a foreigner, but you want to be, mm-hmm. but you can't do any of the things you've done before. Cause you're in a lockdown. And it's like, it's like, oh, I'm happy. I'm here. I'm not kind doing of. any of the things really that I want to do here besides like writing music. But you know, like, but it's like, I'm not meeting anyone, but I have all this time to myself. And it's like, it's cool and it's weird. And I'm just like in this kind of state of like in between of like enjoying it and being like, this is weird. Like, I don't, I don't have like any friends, like I'm like talking to myself, like in my apartment, like my Airbnb. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, what would you say to yourself? Cause um, I haven't been cooped up by myself for that long that like, I don't know what I'd say. You know what? I'll, so I'll be real with you. Like it got kind of dark and deep at sometimes. Because um, what started happening after like two months, I would say. Sure. So the first the first month, right? It was cool because I was like, oh, finally, there's no one to like talk to me, like to interrupt me. Mm-hmm. Like I can I can write my music. I can watch this show that I've been wanting to watch. Like I can do whatever I want. Like this is sick. Mm-hmm. I think after like two months, it kind of started like getting to me that I how do, how do I say this? Um, I think we base where we are in life and our self-worth on the people that we surround ourselves with. Mm, yeah. And we can see like, this person is doing this and this is my relationship to what they're like. This is where I am based on my perception of where they are. And we have all these people around us and it's like, you can kind of gauge where you are and where you want to be based on that. But if you're by yourself, you don't really have anyone to to like gauge that on you're kind of just like in this weird like where am i like you're kind of just like throwing signals out and nobody's responding and you're like i don't know where i am so what started happening to me is i would start basing where i was now on who i was in the past Hmm. like past iterations of myself okay and obviously it's gonna be the the person i was in the past isn't the person that i am now and somehow in a weird way, because I wasn't talking to anyone, I got really like sad and upset about who I was before mm. compared to who I am now and who I who I think I should have been back then. How far into the past were you thinking? All, like literally like all, probably like, I don't know, like my teenage years, like mm-hmm. it just kept going back. And once it started, it became like the spiral of just like, who was I back then? Like, oh, I can't believe I did that. I would never do that now. 
and now I'm like sad or like upset because I did that back then. And I know it's kind of like it's a little unrealistic to be like, oh, I can't believe I did that when I was 10. Like, yeah, I was fucking 10. Of course yeah. I did that, you know, but like it was weird. And there I had no one really like in person to talk to and like pull me out of that. So I went through this weird, like depressive sure. state. Uh, it was it was wild. And the I mean, the nice thing through all of that is that I was writing music, right? Mm. I was writing this music that was very, I was generating basically music through randomization and just making really like spacey lost sounding stuff. Cause I think mentally I was just super lost. Sure. I was like, I don't know where I am right now. Like, I, like wow. going through all this weird stuff. So like a lot of the music I wrote, I wrote like 20 tracks almost like, Holy shit. like, uh, a, a good majority of them are this like spacey, weird ambient thing where I was like trying to recreate memories, just like blips of memories and just put those into music. And like, uh, so it was, it was weird and I'm glad I went through it, but it was definitely kind of dark for some time. Sure. Sure. Um, I mean, to get through some of these things, to get these experiences <clears throat> though, I mean, you kind of like went down to the bottom and brought yourself back Yeah, all in, all in, in all in a measured, not measured, like exper um, expressed way, right? Mm -hmm. You're making these tracks as you're going through it. And so now you look back at it and you can kind of see where, where the journey was taking you, which I find, and I mean, mm -hmm. that's going to be the best part, especially 10, 20 years from now, when you go back and look at it and be like, oh man, this was, this was about a memory, about a memory from, you know, 20 years ago. Yeah. So that's awesome, man. And what a cool experience to have and, and, you know, I'm I I I'm a I, I appreciate socialization with a lot with people, but I don't like a lot of it. Like, there's only so much I can really take, mm -hmm. right? And I, I do enjoy my solitude, my my time alone. So I could get totally how, like, in the beginning, you're like, ah, oh, this is perfect. This is everything mm -hmm. that I wanted. And then, like, a couple of days, and you're like, this this is it, right? This is yeah. this is what we wanted. This is this is what I wanted. Yep, yeah. yep. And then, like, also, you're like, I don't. Why the fuck am I doing every decision I've ever made? And then you're going back all the way through. So. Yeah. I mean, I get it. I completely understand where that where that kind of thought comes from. I mean, everything is balance. Something that I've like taken from my childhood up until now is balance. Mm. Work, play, friends, solitude, gymnastics. Gymnastics. <laughs> Tr trumpet, trombone <laughs> percussion. <laughs> Men, S sumo women, wrestling, dogs, <laughs> cats. But um <laughs> felines <laughs> i'm just gonna i'm sorry i'm sorry nines um <laughs> did you a anticipate that it your music would enter that dark realm um it's not intentional to not, make your music it's never intentional yeah. but did you anticipate that like a long amount of isolation Solitude. could probably lead to that um i i guess to an extent i was aware like Hey, I'm about to go somewhere that I don't know anyone. And, you know, one of the main goals was like, I want time to write music. Yeah. Um, I, I, I did want to write the follow-up album to the album I put out. And that's very, that's very much a narrative. And it's, it's not really so much about my feelings. It's kind of like, I'm going to tell this story, you know? Yeah. Um, so no, I didn't expect it to go this weird route. I'll tell you the concept that I came up with though, like through what I was writing. Um, have you have either of you played Hyperlight Drifter? No, what is the that? Game? I have not. All right, it's like um, it doesn't sound like Madden. Let me guess. Is it is is it an old video game? No, it's actually pretty new. It's one of like the indie games that's it's it's really pretty um like eight bit graphics and it's Love kind it. of like um if you played hot hotline Miami or any of those, like kind of like okay. a slasher, like you go through screen to screen and there's enemies and like puzzles or you okay. know whatever okay. and stuff like that. The, the really cool thing about that game is it's like this, it takes place in this like uh civilization that was really advanced at some point and then fell and became overgrown with like, I don't know, like trees and stuff like that. Uh, if you've seen um, Castle in the Sky, mm -mm, what what is that? The uh, the Miyazaki film. Oh, uh, what do you call it? What do you call it? Um, Studio Ghibli. Yeah, I I'm not familiar, but I know what you're talking okay. about. Okay, just like it. imagine like no old tech, like old like 
Steampunk. Uh, grand, grand, yeah, steampunk overgrown with like mm, trees grass. and stuff like that. And so the concept that I kind of came up with that once I started writing it, um, I should I'll, I'll explain a little more. But the concept was like an exploration album where you as the listener are the main character who's going around this overgrown fallen kingdom and talking to NPCs and each NPC gives you a story about like the concept is it's their dying thought or their last thought before they, they they're shut down and they have like a, I don't know, you like press a button and it's like, let me hear like what your dying thought is or mm. whatever. But that's, I, I mean, that's how NPCs work, right? They say the same shit over and over, over and over. Yeah. Uh, so that's the concept. Like you're exploring this, I don't know, this place and, and you're talking to the NPCs and the NPCs are telling you stuff. So what I started doing was I was translate, I was writing down what I was thinking in my head and putting it into a text to speech kind of thing so it sounds very robotic uh-huh. and then i was running it through glitch like gear or um plugins and stuff like that and then oh, fucking up with the pitch and then i would write i would put like the the trippy lost ambient stuff that i was doing over, over it so you're and then i'm 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 connecting like footsteps and like pressing a button sounds and stuff like that yeah. so it's like you're walking around talking to npcs and the npcs say something to you and it's my thoughts about what I was going through, but put into like an end, uh, like a dead robot's, like this yeah, is fucking mind. crazy. This I connect with dope. that <laughs> so much. With Rob, one of our earliest connections was the fact that we both vibed off of like RPGs, role playing games, mm-hmm. like Final Fantasy, for sure. JRPGs specifically, Most right? Definitely, yep. And for you to find that as an inspiration and as an outlet with your music. And with your own sound, that's truly art, dude. Mm, that's thank you. <laughs> incredible. Because that you're not gonna find that anywhere. Like this, I first of all, since we're this far and we've talked about like what you've created so far, can you tell the baddies where they can find you once again? You haven't <laughs> been here since November of 2019, I believe. You were one of our like earlier guests. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I feel like probably one of the earlier episodes, right? I mean, for did, sure, did dude. Start, but yeah. Um, so I run. Hey, I make music under Room 208. That's my main project. Um, it's like narrative-based, um, cyberpunk-inspired bass and ambient music. It's kind of just, it is what it is. But Room 208 is the main project. And then I run a record label called Water's End. Um, hey. That's on Bandcamp. You could find, we have like 14 releases. We have three more coming out soon. And I'll put all of your links in the um, description to this episode. And then I make music with a friend, uh, under the alias of Joy Machine, which is also on Spotify. And then I have like a lo-fi thing, which is kind of just for fun. But that's under Airheart. Um, yeah. Yeah, I guess Christian will link all those. Yeah, yeah. so check it out, um, y'all. You do a lot. How do you how do you find time to like balance that on top of work? Because something that the baddies might not know is that you've also designed our website, yes. which is absolutely incredible. ICBTB.com. Check yeah, it out. check it out. You uh, you. You did that for us. Yeah. And like early on, you offered that to us and you you saw it through. Yeah. So like you balancing out web design and music and work, how, to, how App the hell creation. do you do it, dude? Life. Um, yeah, man. Honestly, it's kind of hard. Like I, I, I do put in a lot of time in front of the computer. Like I work nine to five as a, as a front end, you know, web developer engineer thing. Um, and then when I'm done with that, if I have label related things to do like we release uh cassette tapes so i do all the like so cool. the cassette designs mm, um dope. and that takes some time so if i have to do that kind of stuff like that adds you know three four hours onto my day so if i'm working on designs or music or something like that i'll i'll sit basically in front of the computer from like 9 a.m to 11 p.m at night Jesus like you know you get some like uh, what do you call it? The the glasses, the blue, blue blocker, glasses, the blue light blocking uh, glasses. I have some. I mean, like the newer Macs do okay. At, like you know, they have like the night shift thing. They do. Yeah. They like do. That. And how's your back? Uh, terrible. Do you, do you, you're like uh-huh. slouching in front of the screen. It's, you know, you it was stand up desk. So because I've <laughs> because I've kind of been like I did have a stand up desk actually at work before uh, the lockdown happened. But yeah, since I've been like kind of couch surfing and bouncing around, it's like well, what. 
I got to work with whatever chair is, you know, at this place that I'm staying at. Sure. Most of the time it's not really meant for like back support, you know? So like it kind of sucks a little bit. Um, actually I slept probably really terribly last night because my back really <laughs> oh, hurts. Shit. Um, <laughs> do you stretch? Do you stretch a lot? Uh, I was, I was pretty good actually Stretching when I was in Berlin, problem. but since I got back, it's been like this weird, like, you don't find it's hard to I'm, find. I'm just time. like I like wake up and I'm like ah hard to go, stretch. Go in the sit States. at the computer and then like I'm there until I'm like ah, I should go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> what time do you sleep? Are you a night uh, owl? I sometimes I am, like on the weekends I am yeah okay. But like during the week I'll go to bed at like eleven because you're because you're working a nine to five. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Oh, yeah. and how late do you stay up during the weekend? I just want to want to see if you stay up uh, later than me. No, nobody, do. nobody does, Christian. No does. Depending, but like two, two a.m. That's early. That's when Christian's having second yeah. dinner. That's baby stuff. Honestly, <laughs> that's when I'm going downstairs to get like a midnight snack. Second dinner. Three yeah. hours after midnight. I find when I stay up really late, I end up having a second dinner. You know what I mean? Even if it's For just sure. like a cheese sandwich or something. Are you drinking at the same time though? Uh, it's yeah. Generally, I don't stay up for no other reason. Yeah, I feel yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel it. I mean, well, I could stay up that late sober. I'm, you're a freak. But okay, is this is it like this with you? Do you uh find yourself if you're watching something, do you watch a lot of TV? Um TV shows, no, but like movies and like well, I don't like I don't have cable. But okay. if I sure. if I'm like into a show, like sure. Streaming stuff, yeah. Yeah, streaming stuff. And when yeah. you're watching that stuff, do you ha- and it might just be me. Do you just have this urge like I need to be doing something with my hands, specifically like throwing snacks into my mouth? I can feel, yeah, I feel that. Okay. I'm usually cool. like, I'm, I'm usually like, oh, I'd like to have like a, a beer or I want to be like texting someone or like, yeah, yeah. Something. Get a coloring book. I mean, like, I, that's a little too much focus and that's <laughs> no. so specific. No, really. Like, that's like, you know, like, while it's watching like something? Yeah. When's the last time you colored something while watching something? Okay, well, first of all, that question is incredibly vague, but my mother has like four or five coloring books and we would like do it like, you know, when you're just watching TV, trying to relax, like it, it is kind of like, I mean, I don't know how much effort you're putting into coloring books, buddy. You might be trying too hard. Oh, great. I put great effort. Well, you know, just have fun with it. Things. Just like put your, turn your brain off and draw a butterfly, bro. Never color outside you, the lines. You, wow. That's, that's a whole different thing. You ever, do you ever doodle? Like when I've do- always doodled. So it's the same thing. I guess so. You're still listening, but you're still doing something else with your hands. Is, is it like you feel like you need to be doing something else or that you're just knitting? Like, you should try knitting. L- like, lately, I've I've just been getting antsy. So like yeah. I just when I was sick this past week, I couldn't sit down and just watch something. And I had to tell myself, Christian, you got to rest. It's okay mm-hmm. that you're not editing. It's okay that you're not exercising. Right. It's okay that you're not making plans. Like, just sit and be bored and just enjoy what you're doing. Yeah. And play video games for like two hours. It's okay. Watch this movie. Not for the podcast. Just watch this movie. Right. And so, like, there I am. Typically, I get antsy. Shaking. I got to do stuff. It's really difficult. And Melissa says that, like, I have an issue of just, like, being uh complacent and just like being still i've always been an antsy child and i mm. i don't know how to i don't know how to shake it off mm. i mean like have you guys are how how do you guys deal with boredom with like you know being in our mid-20s smoke a lot of pot that's a way to do it <laughs> that's a way to do it smoke a lot of weed wakes <laughs> i i would i mean to to kind of go back to your question like how do i do the music and the label and work and stuff like that. It's kind of part of it. Like I'll, I'll be like, ah, I really want to, I want to watch this show. And then like 10 minutes in, I'm like, I should really be doing something, be doing something yeah. like productive. That's hard for me to be like, let's just relax. Mm-hmm. I can do that. Maybe at like 2 AM I'll be like, it's 2 AM. Like, what am I yes. going to do right now? Like, let me, I'll, I'll relax now. But if I'm watching something, you know, like I'm, I'm messaging someone or I'm just like thinking about something like I have to, I feel like I can't chill because I have so much shit that I committed to that I'm like, I got to get this done. This is time that I can commit to that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think (laughs) being up late because I stay up until like 5 a.m. Damn. Like I stay up until like, it looks like this outside. That's wild. I don't know how you do that. I don't know how I do it. Once I hear the birds (laughs) chirping, that's like, oh, it's time, time for bed, Christian. (laughs) Um, but when I'm up that late, there's no one else that is up. I don't have to text anyone. Yeah, I feel that. 
usually I've gotten all of my shit out of the way already. So that's when I could like be like, all right, you could enjoy this one hour of a TV show that you're yeah. really into because it doesn't matter. But let's say it's like 5 p.m. and I'm watching TV. I'm like, I, I can't do this. Yeah, I could relax with homies because I feel like socializing to an extent is pr- productive. If you like with the exchange of uh, ideas and good conversation, I'm still sure. like, and inha- I'm still being productive. But if I'm just like vegging out, mm. I don't know, man. I feel it. But I mean, a work day is nine to five, buddy. Everybody else is doing work from nine to five. That's yeah. when shit gets done. Yeah. But my work goes beyond like my typical work job. Yeah. Right? Because of like this thing that we do. Mm. Uh, because I have artistic endeavors that I feel like I've just like, I. I can't just sit down. Mm. And so like, that's something I'm trying to learn is to just like relax. Like when I spend my weekends with Melissa, she's, I don't feel bad relaxing with her. Hmm. I feel content because like I'm spending this time with my partner and that is time that I've set aside. But Mm. I need to, I've always had a bad time doing stuff for christian well, i was at a bad time sitting with her though <laughs> every time i sit across from her at a table just want to throw a dish at her. that's why i stand when i eat every meal i have to stand otherwise i'll break her teeth <laughs> holy shit dude uh, i'm sorry i'm that's my relationship uh no i'm <laughs> holy shit dude um um no 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 i think you know they say like procrastination and then like self punishment for such is like a semi symptom of like ADHD where you have this feeling of like, oh, I should be doing something different. I should be doing something better. I should be doing it. But then like, but then you, people don't. Or if you don't, like that generally means, you know, you, you got something else going on. But I don't know. Mental brains are funny, bro. We don't know. We don't, don't know, know shit. Trying to, trying to figure out the psyche and just like how to, how to be, uh, how to, how to be a good person, not only for other people, but for yourself. Have you figured that out yet? No, definitely not. Because <laughs> one thing that I really, I mean, one thing I really sh- struggle with is kind of what you're talking about is like being present when I'm around other people, like yeah. present in the, in the sense of like, I'm, I'm here interacting with you. Like there's nothing else on my mind, you know, like it happens a lot. Like when I'm around my family or something like mm-hmm. that, you know, it's like, I have all these things that I've like committed to and I, I aspire to do you know, with music and with my label and stuff like that. And then I'm like put in this position where it's like, Oh, I'm hanging out with my family now and I want to be present. I want to like clear my mind and enjoy what I'm doing, Hmm. but I'm, I'm thinking about this other stuff and I'm not really present. Yeah. So being present is something I really want to work on. I just haven't figured out really how to do it. Like I can, I can do it if there's like a camera in front of me and stuff like that, you know, but with like, this, with like, and all like, the, yeah, but it's, it's hard to, it's, it's kind of hard. It's hard for me because I, I think I, a, I think I overbook myself. I say, I'm going to do too many things, but yeah. it's kind of what you were Same. saying. Like, it's like, if I, if I'm free, I'm like, I should, I should be doing something right now. Yeah. I think that's just like built in. I'm like, I should be doing something productive right now. And it's weird because like I want to spend time with the people I'm with, but I'm like, my mm. mind is somewhere else, or like I don't know. The it's, grass it's is thing. always greener on the other side for me. Like when I'm doing shit, I wish I wasn't doing shit. Yeah. But when I'm not doing shit, I so badly wish I had something to do. Mm. And where's that balance, man? Mm. Because it's, I don't know. There's just something going on where it's just like nothing. Everything's too much and nothing's ever enough. Yeah, I feel that. And I can't figure it out. Except the Asian dad to his crying son. Yes. <laughs> yes, dude. <laughs> yeah, I feel, I feel that, man. I don't know. It's a... Uh, and, like, I thought I'd have everything figured out by my late 20s. But mm-hmm. here I am. Here I am. Crying every night. Pre- uh, not <gasps> crying every night. No, 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 oh. no. Everyone knows that I've been emotional lately, and I think that's good to let my bound my walls down. Mm. Yeah, you've been getting better nope. at it too. I get them higher and higher every single time I look at them. I say, "Build them higher." How? Okay, okay. <laughs> no, now you... we've started. Now we're not building the walls higher. Now we're actually digging behind the walls deeper. 
Mm. No, no, see no, what no. I'm saying? No, and that's all a facade because I come on, we know, we know you've been getting more and more real in like uh, uh, on and off the mic, all of that stuff. This guy's been very in tune with his feelings lately. Okay, are you are you sensitive? Would you uh, say probably? Yeah, I would definitely classify my classify myself as sensitive. Have you always been? I think so. You watch the movie Precious. Uh, I have not seen Precious. <laughs> I haven't uh, seen it either. That'll get you. That'll get I'm you sure. Right I'm sure that'll get me crying. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone cries. She steals a bucket of chicken. Oh, does she? She does. It's actually really sad. I shouldn't be laughing. I'm sure that's really sad. Yeah. It, it I is. mean, like that actress went on to do much, much more stuff. Like? Uh, the Help. She was in The Help. Good job. Based Empire. off of a book. Thank you. What? Good job. Empire. Thank you. Empire? Producer Jules throwing out Empire. See? A lot of other things. Thank you for educating me. Yes. But other than that, we're not talking about her. But like, you, you have one sister. Two sisters. Two sisters. Mm-hmm. So growing up with two female siblings, that do you think that helped your sensitivity? Did you have to be the did you have to be the man of the house other than your father? Um No, I I don't think I ever felt that way. I mean, like I definitely I love both my sisters. Like we were we're close. We were close when we were growing up. Um I wouldn't say my dad was ever like the like macho, like don't show your feelings type. Yeah. Um, I don't feel like I was ever told or like, you know, and pushed one way or the other in, in regards to like how to express yourself or like show your feelings. True. Um, yeah, I'll definitely like, I'll cry at movies that I think are emotional, like songs that I think are emotional. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm not really afraid to admit that or like do that. Um, doesn't it like bewilder you that there are some still some people that exist that are afraid to admit it or show it uh it doesn't it doesn't surprise me <laughs> i get the it. only one like I, it upsets like, christian like i get it i get it like not everyone's there like everyone has a different uh experience growing up and they've been told different things like parenting is really how a parent raises a child is really telling of you know how they're going to develop as an adult and that's yeah. fine, you know. Well, maybe it's not fine, but you know, I understand it. Yeah. If you don't want to show your feelings, I feel it. Yeah. That's fine. You don't have to. Like. Yeah. yeah. Do I think more parents should be encouraging of children to show their feelings if they want to? Totally. Yes. But I'm not going to judge you if you don't feel comfortable. Like you know. Yeah. Okay. Maybe I'm just like a little too extreme with it. I think I've. Well, I, I I get what you're trying to say. Like it'd be better if everyone was just like open with their feelings. Just and stuff open. Like that. I've dealt with yeah. like a lot of like overly masculine entities. Yeah. Where I'm like, where I was able to like. <laughs> I like the word. Hang on. I just like the word entities. Because <laughs> I'm just like sometimes it's a ghost. One time it was a bear. One time I met an overly masculine car. <laughs> One time it was a barnacle, and I did not understand. How. I, I really don't fuck around with muscle cars. <laughs> 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 Only hybrids, really. I'm all oh, about shit. the fuel cells, bro. <laughs> um, yeah, sorry. dude. It's <laughs> like... So that's... you're overly male entities. Well, yeah, definitely. Like, <laughs> I mean, like, especially trying to, like... In high school, everyone's trying to be alpha in this mm. animal kingdom. And, like, I never stood a chance. And, like, so <laughs> I stuck with, like, my... I stuck... Well, like, being that alpha. Like, what the that's fuck called, does... That's called knowing your role, though. Honestly, I knew my that's, role. That's, no, I'm not being a dick. That's oh, no, I'm not. incredibly, like... Yeah, that's that's smart. That's how you survive in the jungle, right? Yeah. Vultures don't try and make the kill. They just wait until the wolves are done eating. Predator comes, hide in a bush. Christian's job, hide in a bush. Yeah. Yeah. That's yep. exactly what I'm trying to... I'm glad we're on the same page. <laughs> I uh, just love the analogy. When, when predators come, mammals hide. And <laughs> I'm the tiniest of the mammals. Yes. I Yeah, I definitely was an herbivore in if high school was in Animal Kingdom. Okay, we're getting really off track, but I think you would be a bear. Gentle and less provoked. Ah, uh, but still eating meat. Uh, no, bears are mostly omnivores. Like they mostly eat, like berries and stuff like that. Okay. They actually, I don't think bears actually. They only kill for fun. That may be an Alejandro fact. Then you're if that's if your is fact it, is, is it true, for fun or if they're threatened. That one, yeah, I yeah. I would think it's if they're threatened. yeah. They, oh, that's they don't for kill sure. For pleasure, there there for we sure. go. Yeah, there yeah, yeah. we go. But they don't <laughs> eat. They don't like eat the kill. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Okay, okay, I'm fine to yeah, I'm yeah, fine yeah, to right. ride this analogy now that we've cleared that out. Yeah, sure. I'm a bear, and like you I used to wear a bear necklace. 
Yes, I you did. You this vase, you still oh. have it, and you haven't given it back to me. You're a bear. Okay, a I'm bear. a bear. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Um, give us a little growl. <laughs> Make it more emotional. <laughs> I'm congested. I don't want to do it. <laughs> no, now's the best time to do it. Great. Make it a little more nasally. <laughs> yeah, that's, I'm upset. That, that was good. I'm upset. What, what was I trying to say? Honestly, so sorry. No, it's okay. It's okay. Um, have you ever been in like a fight before? <laughs> you ask everybody this. Uh, no, but it's like it's it's something that does come up, and I'm curious. Yeah. Like, have you like had a, a physical altercation with someone? I've been in fights where I wasn't trying to be in a fight, and I was like punch. Uh huh. I never wanted I that happens a lot. I never people. wanted to be in the fight. You know, uh, I was just like there and it's like, oh great. Now, now you're like hitting me. Now I've... now I've been punched in the face. It's like great. <laughs> okay, first of all, that Have now I... I've been punched in the face is exactly how I imagine <laughs> no. Rob reacts to getting punched in the face. Like <laughs> Well, now, now I've been punched in the face. face. And if your question is have I ever hit someone like out of anger, I don't I don't remember maybe like after because I, I have been caught up in like two fights where it's like I don't want to be part of this, but like like no now now I'm reacting a little yeah. bit, but yeah. like but no, I haven't like aggressively been in, in a fight. But I will like st- like I've stepped to people to be like, is this really like you know, like aggressively kind of not aggressively, but just like to defend almost like yeah. I remember like at like at a music festival, like it's not really the best like example, but this like dude who looked super grimy or whatever, like started like coming up to my friend mm. who I knew obviously probably didn't want anything to do with him, but I like stepped between them and just like got in his face. I didn't say anything, but the implication was like, what are you like? What are you going to do? Like, yeah, the implication, like you can't, you know, I'm, I'm right here. What are you going to do? Yeah. Yeah. So like, I'm not afraid to do that, but I've never actually like thrown the first punch or been like, Oh, I'm going to fight this dude. You know what I mean? What does it take to throw the first punch? Uh, I feel like the, other person would have to really do something that I was just like not about. Yeah, I, like, rate. I don't know, like grab my friend or something like that. It always like, comes. It comes from like a protective. Yeah, it, for sure, pr- protective thing. There's never like, oh, I'm, I can't believe I could beat that guy up. Yeah, it's, it's never like that. It's just like I'm gonna protect this flower, my friend, or like you know whatever. Like that's the only way I could justify me ever throwing knuckles first. Yeah, for sure. Same. Is if like if someone else is hurting the other person? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I can see myself throwing knuckles. I can't ever say anything serious. <laughs> I love it. No, <laughs> I'm not trying to be a dick. I, I know just... you're not trying to be a dick. It's just like I. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, but you, but I, I put myself in these positions. I've never I for heard sure. anybody say throwing knuckles. Throwing like, knuckles. Throwing is... hands. I have like throwing bricks, getting in a squabble. But like I've never heard anybody. You telling like, me squabbles? I less would, silly I than throwing knuckles. Do any of those things? But squabble. So what am I a like, bird? I'm about to get in a squabble. I'd say. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm not fighting you. That's a good tactic. That's a good tactic. If someone did that, I'm dipping. But to bring to bring it back, I would never, th- I would never squabble first. If- well, I'm, okay. But you know what I was taught growing up what? was if you're gonna get in a fight, you hit first and you hit hard. Mm. Yeah. Mm. If you're if you've exhausted all your options and you have nowhere else to go, if you're gonna hit first, hit hard. If you're gonna get in a fight, hit yes. first and hit hard. Hit, yeah. Yeah, uh, that makes sense. It's not like get it's beat not up like get and, in fights and, and, and then... beat the shit out of them, especially if they're smaller and they don't have a gun. Like, no, it's it's if you're gonna get in a fight, hit first and hit hard. If it's gonna happen, then yeah. go for it. I do like it that preface. Right. When you said hit first, hit hard, that's, that's like not what I said. Always... I said if you're getting no, a fight, yeah, he hit said, first. Oh. It's, it's always been if you get in a fight, hit first or hit hard. Yeah, I'm not yeah, gonna give a half-assed hit. Like if I'm if I know, it's like the whole thing. Ugh, this is so f- far derailed, but like. You know, in like action movies or in like zombie films, they say when you hand a gun to someone that's never held a gun before, they say, shoot to kill. And like, that's it. That's mm-hmm. the same thing. Like, if you're going to, if you're going to throw a punch, throw a punch hard. Yeah. If you're in that position, like, this, mm-hmm. this position. is the way you're going to do. Yes. Okay. So you but do yes, this. you're right. It is like that. But because if you handed somebody a gun and they've never used it before, they may not want to shoot somebody straight in the middle of their eyes. Yeah. So they'll shoot them in the gut or something like that. Yeah. Just like you may not want to punch somebody straight in the face. You might. Try and do a karate chop probably or punch them straight in the face. Exactly. Because mm. the, like, what well, is... Army of the Dead. What is... Yes. That, I think that's something I wish I'd done at least once to understand. And I don't think... But I've never been in that opportunity. I've never had that yeah. opportunity. It'll that's, come up and you will you know, I don't you know. think it will. I that's, don't know. That's good. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think... <laughs> I don't know why I'm, like, eager for it. I don't know. It's like a... 
Everyone should get punched in the face once. Yeah, you've said that before. Yeah. Jules, you've been in a fight before? No. Ah. That's interesting. I know a lot of people. I know a lot of girls, not like Jules in particular, but like I, I had a couple of ex-girlfriends. In fact, like three of them had been jumped, not like gotten in fights, but like had like, groups yeah. of other girls beat the shit out of them. And they're all from like way different areas hmm. and like different places. And I was like, is that a common thing? Jules, is that a common thing for like teenage girls to get jumped by their friends? By their friends? Or their quote unquote friends? I mean, I just, it's not, I mean. That's I, if people are fake as fuck. I guess teenage girls would be the fakest of the fucks. Yes, yes. But that happened, like, when they were teenagers, not, like, out in public as adults. Like they Yeah, like jumped. teenagers. Oh. Yes, 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 yes. I think that's the only time. For almost all of them. That's okay. a good point, actually. Yeah. Okay. Because it's one thing to get jumped into a gang, right? That's cool. But it's another thing to get jumped by people who pretend to be your friends. Jumped into a gang? Yeah, that's how you get to be part of the gang. What? That doesn't. That's not a. That's not an initiation. I mean, blood for blood, Christian. You kill to get in. You kill to get out. I don't think so. Yeah. What were you gonna say, Rob? Yeah, no, I'm pretty sure that's like. I mean, I don't know anything. Like, about, that's how I got into my gang. Yeah, I don't know anything <laughs> about gangs, but that's definitely like a at least a trope in films, right? Like, <laughs> oh, I, I, he's gonna be in this gang. I watched Free Jump. Him? I watched Freedom yeah. Riders. I'm pretty sure to, I know how it to, happens. To 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 an extent, I don't know. Not every single every single. Gang initiation I've seen is like, oh, you're a ten year old boy slang this dope on that corner that's, three times yeah, for me, and you're fair. gonna be a part of it. But that's there, get Richard. But, is it, but isn't there like a part where they like kind of get punched or something? It's the whole idea of gang stalking, where you're like, remember, the, remember, my mom used to tell me this story all the time. She'd be like, um, if you're driving in a sketchy neighborhood, bringing it back, you're driving in a sketchy neighborhood, and somebody flashes their lights and honks their horns at you, like, don't do anything, because what they're trying to do is get you to pull over, and then they'll shoot you and kill you. And it's like, oh. I don't, I don't know if that's something that happens, but okay, I guess I won't pull over if someone's flashing their lights and honking at me in a, a bad area of the city that I'm like already in for some reason. It's just so many things have to happen for that exact moment to be. Yeah. Plus, now they're also going to kill me when I get out of the car. Yeah, I don't think it happens. No, usually. Who? I don't know. Who? Who's? Are these just unfounded mother Serial fears, people. or is there like did this happen once? Did this happen twice? It has what? A thousand times? I don't know. Should I be scared if it's happened twice? I don't think so. I think that's a rare occurrence. I'm not scared of airplanes crashing. That happens all the time. You're not scared of flying planes at all? Well, I don't want to fly the plane, but riding oh, in course, them. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you have any fears? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, oh, yeah, I believe in God. I'm sure. I'm sure I have a lot of fears. I, I don't know. You haven't pinpointed them though. I I, I probably could if if you gave me more time. Bungee but, jumping? Would you do that? Uh, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Skydiving? Would you do that? Um, yeah, I'd I'd probably do it. Would you get in a deep submersible like to go to the Titanic, one of those really no, small ones? I probably wouldn't do that. I don't know if I could do Honestly, that. Honestly, like the fear of like being stuck in the ocean or like dying. Yes. In the ocean is terrifying to me. Getting stuck in a cave actually scares the shit out of me. You yeah. ever like see people that's the, the spelunkers when they're like the only way to get in is to like shimmy through this crevice and breathe yeah. all your air out, otherwise you'll get stuck. You're like nah. I'll just wait out here. That's okay. Yeah. Well, I was uh, Take a die out me. here instead. I was talking to some <laughs> relatives about um, about the Philippines and how I've never been before. Shut yeah. the fuck up. How I've never been before, and they were talking about how they took this trip to uh, one of the islands there, and one of the tourist destinations was going into this cave where the cavern gets smaller and smaller, mm. where you are eventually like just. You you are you are feeling the internal walls of the cavern as you're trying to get to the very end, mm. and that would give me so much claustrophobia, or even the hypothetical thought that what if I had no uh, resource of light within this? Mm. Or what if you had like to burp or fart or something like, and then you like now you're too big for the crevice and now you're stuck. Then burp and fart and you might be skinny. And you can get through. I, I just get scared. Even if there's a lot of people there, it just scares me. I mean, because remember those kids? Those kids, those Thai soccer kids who got stuck in that cave? Yeah. No, what? Like yeah. last year, two years ago? Yeah, these a kids... couple of years ago, yeah. Yeah, happened? Like a soccer team. A bunch uh, of kids scuba diving, right? Yeah, like, yeah, something like that. They got stuck in a cave. Was there like... They got they went they went to like a well known scuba diving spot and they go into a cave and then high tide came and they were stuck underwater in this cave and like elon musk was gonna build a a, a submarine to save him and, yeah, and then he right. didn't or something i don't know he never yeah, does what he finished. I don't, yeah something like that oh and then he called like the coach a pedophile or something yeah it turned into a way weirder thing than yeah. it actually was but the moral of the story is these the kids got stuck soon rains hit while they were 
monsoon rains hit, and that's why it flooded, and they got stuck in the cave. Holy shit, two that's weeks. depressing. Two weeks. It's like those, like the, those Chilean miners. What happened to the Chilean miners? They made a movie about that. Yeah, they got stuck in a mine, and they were like they were trapped underground for like hours in the dark, and it's like that to me is maybe the most terrifying thing. It's one thing to be like buried in a coffin and then like wake up. Right, but yeah. then imagine being in like with eighteen of the men you hate all day. You work with them all day. You're sweaty and smelly. I'd rather that than the coffin. The, that actually legitimately scares me. Yeah, like to be buried alive. I just how scary would the other men be? What if they start <laughs> fighting or eating each other? And like, no, there's like there's a camaraderie. Could, there's what if, a camaraderie. What if they're mean? <laughs> <laughs> that, that's my. What if they no, make no. fun of me, but Christian? I, but I feel it like if I oh, sit by myself, kind of the concept of just like being lost or stuck underground or in the ocean it's like in a void essentially that no one can like pinpoint you or whatever I, and the only way Terrifying. to make it scarier is like a cave underwater space getting oh, lost in space would be the worst <laughs> getting lost in space floating to your death in space seems like the most terrible thing to me what was that movie with uh alien george clooney and oh, uh gravity alien no. What? Wait, 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 wait. Gravity. The movie's Gravity. gravity. Aliens is the one where they kick people out and they freeze and they're. Yeah. But Gravity is with yeah. uh, George Clooney yes. and Sandra Bullock? Yes, yeah. yes, 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 yes. Wow. Can you imagine? But at least they had each other, right? Or did um, one of them die earlier? Well, you know, spoilers. George Clooney's not in the spaceship, he's a ghost. <gasps> Whoa, that's a big spoiler that I did is not he? even ask did for. Did you watch the movie? I didn't watch the movie. Oh, then why are you bringing it up like you watched? Because you brought up some. Okay. No, she definitely she like makes, she makes in, it back to Earth in the water. Well, she just like floats back through the ozone layer. No, 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 no. She uh, gets picked yeah. up by like the International Space Station or another or the Russian Space Station. Wait, wait, for a quick hot second, can you imagine her eventually floating past through the ozone layer and like, like uh, yeah. <laughs> she's on fire, right? And rocketing down because she hits the water. And she puts the fire out and she just like swims to the top and she's like, "Good God, that was great." She like takes the helmet off, right? It's like, "Oh, that's hot," Ooh, but it's okay nonetheless. What? Oh my no gosh. Parachute. I wish that was the movie. Oh my god. That Red Bull guy pretty much did that with the parachute. Oh, he yes, 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 yes. Yeah. yeah That's yeah, yeah. that sounds fucking crazy to me too. Would you do that? No. Oh, okay. Well, Probably the, not. I would have found that. your fear then. Extreme heights outside of the atmosphere. Heights really scare me and like uh to tease the movie that we watched next week, No Escape. There were some No Escape Room. There no, there were some scenes in there that just gave me some palpitations. I don't know to be thrown off from one part of the building to the other oh scares God. the shit out of me. What scares me more is having to be in charge of the toss. <laughs> yes, both both of those are scary. And let me just say, I'm not afraid of heights. I'm afraid of falling from that height. Fair. Fair, yes, because yes, the term like, afraid of heights means like you see a mountain, and you're like, oh, yeah, like fine. <laughs> if I'm up here and I can't fall a thousand stories to my death, yeah, cool. Mm-hmm. Falling from that height, oh my god, that's terrifying to me. So you're fine going to the top of the Sears Tower, but you don't want to go on the sky bridge that's like yeah. thirty feet out, and you just like look straight. Well, I mean, down. I'll do it, but I don't want to fall from it. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if anybody does. Well, just the yeah, idea. but that's that's what scares yeah. me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like uh, if I fell from this, I have a lot of dreams <laughs> of like crashing and then for some reason like flying up in the air and then like falling for a long time or like crashing off a bridge and falling for a long time if there's anybody who understands dreams can you explain that to me because i get that dream a lot please explain it to me too because i have a lot of dreams about like dying in car crashes constantly just the other day just the other day i had one where like i was driving on the sidewalk for some reason and so i go to turn (laughs) to get off the sidewalk and as soon as i get off the sidewalk i crash into a car and spin around and then i'm just like and then i woke up and my arm was straight up like this like my physical real arm was yeah. up and i like woke up and was like i uh gotta work on this that's yeah. crazy what what are your car crash dreams like just car crashes like i, I wake up because i i was in a car crash yeah. and i'm like like well, this is probably how i'll die like you woke up after impact yeah oh my god we, sometimes I have, right before i have a friend and i won't i won't <laughs> disclose his name but he told me a few years ago that he had recurring dreams of him getting shot in an alleyway mm. and he was just like he already accepted the fact like that's probably how i'm gonna die yeah i was like whoa you're so calm about this like that's how you're gonna die getting shot in an alleyway he's like yeah if i keep getting that dream i have a feeling i'm not gonna die a natural cause of death yeah i'm well, gonna I get have... shot in an alley you die pretty naturally when bullets go through you that's it's 
Jesus, <laughs> pretty Christ. natural to die if you're full of bullets. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I don't know, man. Yeah. That's just it's all it's. I don't know. I mean, a car crash would be a kind of like if you die on impact. I don't know what the fuck I'm saying. Actually, you know what? What are you justifying here? I'm just saying like. Ah, well, those are two different things. If if all of a sudden like a lumber truck drops a log and it goes through and you don't even know what happens, then yeah, like, like you final, watch a lot of Final, final Destination. destination. Yeah. But if you like, if you like hit a ledge and you're falling off the Golden Gate Bridge for thirty seconds, by second twenty five, you're gonna be like, well, I'm definitely gonna die, so maybe I should like smile. Those yeah. are the scariest parts. That's like, yeah, when you're saying falling off of those. <laughs> Take hey, a selfie. Did you get a picture? <laughs> the last picture of Rob. <laughs> thumbs up. Double thumbs up. Well, that's the scariest part. What are you going to do with the 30 seconds of, like, you would pass out, I'm assuming, at some point. Like, let's say you jump off a building. The acceleration, yes. that gravity. Yes. Uh, when you hit terminal velocity, your the blood doesn't boom. travel to your brain. You actually lose consciousness. Blackout. Satisfied about 9-11 is the buildings weren't tall enough for that to happen. It's terrible. This is a comedy show, right? Waka waka waka. I don't know. This seems like a rough episode, but yeah, we're. We'll, we'll, I mean, it's very real. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, yeah. We're not doing an improv scene, so we We've, gotta give yeah. it. We gotta load it heavy on the other side, right? This one's not for the yucks, kids. This one's more for the. No, I'm happy as long as it's like a real conversation, and like I'm happy to have a real conversation with Rob. I'm happy too. Like I, I. I don't keep a, with a lot of people from high school. I and it's weird, and I meant to say this earlier, but I'm saying it now. But like, it's been really nice having both of your voices. Oh, especially while I was in Berlin, like oh. not having anyone to talk to. I was like hearing you guys. I was like laughing along with your jokes and stuff like that. And it's been like, I'm really happy to be here and like be honest with you guys because it was a weird time in my life, and you guys were kind of there through it, even if you weren't, mm-hmm. you know, present. But you know, like. That I don't means know. the world. Appreciate yeah. being here yeah. with you guys. And like, I'll that keep it real. the absolute world, dude. And it's <sighs> such a pleasure. And I know that a lot of people do this with a lot of their close friends that they've kept in contact with over the years that I often think about the first moment that I've interacted with an individual up until mm. this very moment. Like, whoa, we like, we've kept in contact. Not even just in contact, but like, we've interacted hung interacted out. and held this friendship for that long mm. and like i never would have thought that when i first met you right yeah with anyone with anyone in this room i never would have thought like oh in like 10 or 12 years this is going to be that's gonna be my life i'm still gonna see these people right, right. even if it's like sparse like i haven't seen you in like four months and prior to that and months before that mm. and it's it's wild and i you saying that warms my heart and the <laughs> fact that we were able to have an impact on your time in Berlin during during such a, a different period of your life. Yeah. That means that means the world. The same for me, but double. Yeah. Big love. Hey, no, honestly, that that was uh, such an incredibly kind thing to say. Those might be the that's the only review I'll ever need. <laughs> yeah, man. Thanks for doing this with us. Uh, it's thanks for helping us. On, this this is only what it is because of you. You have a huge facet in in what we do. Yeah. So yes. heart, heart thank you. hands or thank whatever. You. <laughs> you you have an, uh you said you have a fascination with bad movies that are good. Yeah. And so with like B list movies. Yeah. And so that having your input on this podcast when I've spoken to you in the past has really meant a lot mm. with us. I know that we've uh once we input highly irrelevant and we were able to get the hypertension and the jitters out and all the tangents out that we usually put in the earlier episodes uh-huh. yeah. uh, that we were able to like really talk about the movie. And so like, we really appreciate you for the, that feedback, dude. Oh, that's, uh, I think I said the last time I was on here like that. I mean, I'm honored that I have like some role in this and you know, it, more than you'll never know. It means a lot. And I'm really happy to be on here and, speaking with you guys hell yeah dude much love hell yeah love much you love. man love you man um thursday we will we, we watched a film called no, no escape. escape room stop what <laughs> i swear if you actually watch that movie let me know how it is it's because <laughs> it did pop up after is that really a movie it's on netflix when you type in no escape no there's way. something that says no escape room and i'm like what no way that's not what i'm looking for yeah it's on there but no escape ah. 
Um, if you're listening to this, it is available on Netflix. It yes. stars Owen Wilson and Pierce Brosnan. And Lake Bell. Yep. Yes. And a bunch I, I, of vague Asian people that I'm not familiar with. I think they're all Thai. Um, Possibly. They're not vague. They're like very like South Pacific Islander. Yeah. Um, but we still don't know the country. That's why it's vague. That's why it's vague. It's true. Specifically, it's supposed to be. That's why they chose it to be vague because they don't want. Um, to... This is what I was gonna say. Every actor is doing the role that you didn't expect them to do, except for Pierce Brosnan. No, Pierce Brosnan is playing the comedic relief, which is actually <laughs> I don't re- expect him to do that. I don't. know. He seemed a lot like Bond to me. Oh uh, well, in in contrast, we'll talk about it in the movie. Very episode. Bondian. Um, before I end the episode, I do want to. Uh, talk about something real quick right before i picked you up i picked up some starbucks and it had been so long since i'd gone through a drive-thru that i skipped straight through the speaker and i went straight to the window the woman opened up the window and said you skipped the speaker can i take your order and i said oh my oh my gosh i'm so sorry do you want me to back up and i was being real i said do you want me to back up she was like no can i take your order i'll have one tea please with honey Okay. Oh. That's all. That's all I wanted to say. And then I saw Rob. And, and, and then they all spit in it and then they handed it to you? Or what? Probably. I was nice about it. Yeah. I, you know, you're so nice you could talk your way out of it. If it was I me, though, I might be it. just so embarrassed I'd like bumble myself out. Nice titties. And then drive off. I'm like, I'm a man. We are. We'll see you guys on Thursday. Rob, thanks for being here. Most definitely. Thank you for having me. All right. And uh, we'll, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye, baddies. Thanks, Jules. Baddies, thank you for listening. We uh, are brought to you by companies like M3 is 3D. And if you want to get more information about them, click their link in the description below. If you want to learn a little bit more about us, see some old episodes, buy some merch, check it out on icbtb.com. Of course, you can always get in contact with us there and on our socials at ICBTB Podcast. And that's good stuff. <laughs> thank you.